Hey, Rob Bradford here. You guys know I'm always up for a good MVP story, and one of the best stories is Wasabi Technology. Wasabi is the world's hottest cloud storage company, and it's become the go-to provider for professional and collegiate sports teams, including 20 major league baseball teams like the Red Sox and NHL teams like the Bruins and Vancouver Canucks. Even the Liverpool Football Club is getting in on the Wasabi action. So why is Wasabi the MVP? Well, Wasabi was purpose-built to free businesses from skyrocketing storage costs and unpredictable transaction fees that the Amazons of the world are charging. In fact, Wasabi is up to 80% less than those hyperscalers and doesn't charge a cent for businesses to access their data. From Wasabi's AI-enabled intelligent media storage, Wasabi Air, to the industry's only cloud storage service with triple protection against cyber criminals, data deletion, and ransomware, Wasabi's taking the lead in driving innovation in data storage and helping sports teams to unleash the power of their data. Wasabi, another Boston-based champion team. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. This is the High Hopes Podcast. High Hopes. It's a bunch of baseball nerds talking about the Phillies on Radio.com and Sports Radio 94 WIP. of the high hopes podcast jack fritz let me tell you like i i felt like you this week like i'm watching cassiano's highlights non-stop tearing up highlights non-stop like i'm obsessed with the phillies again like i'm actually excited about a baseball season i can't wait to watch these guys mash i can't wait to see nick cassiano's go out and fight for his survival as he said (laughs) like I'm freaking jacked right now, buddy. This is so exciting. I'm I, in like such a good mood. I always come on and I'm always like, oh, Jack's going to be all excited about the Phillies. Now I'm going to have to be the guy who's like, oh, well, Jack, rein it in, buddy. I don't have to do that. Let's go. You want me to? Oh, wait, do I have to play the rein it in guy now? No, uh, uh, I don't think you could if you tried. Like, that's like, I, I don't know, asking, uh, uh, I'm really bad at these type of analogy type things, but like, I don't know, asking a turtle to run fast or something. Like, right. It's just not possible. They can't do it. Well, listen, man, I don't know. I mean, the bullpen could be an issue. The The defense, hey, has, has, <laughs> has anyone mentioned the defense? Do you know that they're probably going to not be a great defensive team? Uh, I do, have not heard anyone say that. Like, so you would be, like, a, setting the trend there. Oh, the, the need more pitching, need more pitching, need more pitching. James, it is good to talk to you. It is good to be back. I feel like you're yo at the beginning. Like you got so much positive reinforcement after the last one that I felt like you were using that one to say, "Hey, I still got it." Like I think Aww. I didn't want you to I didn't I didn't think you Aww. you wanted to let down the listeners that have came from last podcast with a, with the just a dynamic yo. You you maintain the yo there. So that was exciting. Right. I tried to give it like the same oomph, but But you can't, right? Right. It, the, the, we know. I mean, that's the beauty of the yo. Yeah. The yo should tell you how I'm feeling about the Phillies and what's going on. And sometimes, in special moments, 
the yo is a yo type of yo. And today it's great. I'm happy. We're good. But you know, you got to reserve those, you know, to really, I, that re- honestly, like that is the most I've ever pushed my voice before. <laughs> like I honestly, at the end thought I might pass. Oh, on the last one. Yeah, the last one one was intense. I was like, I was wondering if you were going to pass out. And frankly, like, I didn't see it coming. Like, I've heard a lot of Seltzer Yo's in my, in my. Oh, wow. I, 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 that is, I'm shocked by that. No, it's not like I didn't think you could do it. It's just like, I didn't think it was going to be, I thought it was going to be epic. I, it exceeded my expectations. Wow. Yes. I got a big smile on my face. Hey, no problem, pal. The Phils are back. (laughs) The Phils are back. (laughs) They rake. Whoever, uh, and I'm sorry for forgetting who it was, but whoever tweeted at us, like, it's so happy to just hear Jack and James excited and happy about the Phillies, like, hit me so hard because it's so true. Like, I'm so freaking happy to talk to you and be excited about the Phillies. I feel like it's it's been such a rare occurrence the last few years. It really has been. It's been it's been a dark, dark couple of years. Actually, I'd say it's been a mostly a dark decade, um, but... <laughs> Like I said last time, we have made it. And frankly, like, we all get to revel in this. We all get to enjoy this. And, you know. We earned it. We earned it. You know, we, we really earned it. It really. And, and and people have made this comparison a lot this week. Now, I wasn't alive for the 93 Phillies. But uh, it, it, it reminds me more of, like, heading into the 07 season. Where I don't think there's World Series expectations on this team. But I, there's definitely playoff expectations, and there should oh, be. Yeah, buddy. And the O seven team raked. I mean, the O's, it's very, very similar. Now the starting staff is obviously way better on this team. The bullpen is, I, I would, I like this bullpen a lot more than I like uh, than most people. I would say, like, I'm actually, I'm more worried about the starting rotation than I am the bullpen. Ooh, what a take from Fritz. Two one five five nine two ninety four ninety four. But like. I feel like we're, I just James, I, I can't help but sit here and and feel like we're on the precipice of the next run. Like I like the Castellanos signing on top of Schwarber, I just I feel like we're about to enter into a golden age of Phillies baseball. Like they have a they have a core here that are, they are all the same age. You made that point last time. They're all the same age. They get to grow together for at least the next four years. But you can also add talent around them. That's what makes baseball so beautiful. It's like it's like well, you can get a steal at the, in the 15 to 20 range in the draft or anywhere in the draft. The, like there's there's good guys all around the draft like cuz it's so weird that the best players don't go first. It's whoever can it's whoever can afford them. So like you can you can you can get talent through there. The international the draft is going to make it really interesting, but like they have a core here that can compete right now and they're not done adding talent to it. They actually they have an actual scouting director. Like they have an actual plan down there. They have actual player development guys. James, the Dave Dombrowski is one of the best things that has ever happened to me in my entire life. I mean that. <laughs> like he is one of just them. like we predicted. I mean, we knew it would be. As first thing we said. It, we were the, like, the first thing we said. The best thing that's ever happened to us. He so. truly is one of the best things that has ever happened to me as a sports fan. <laughs> like a, he, you know me. He's in the top ten of most important people in my life. Like that's oh yeah, yeah. without a doubt. Just below, one step below Brian Barber. He's Brian like Barber just, is just below Brian Barber. Brian yeah. Barber is deeply, deeply important to me. Yes, <laughs> he, he, he very much is. Well, it is funny because it's it's just exciting because that was you know I said this like multiple times in the off season pods and all that, but uh, you know my whole philosophy with the Phillies and I didn't expect it to happen. I think that's why this is like 
so much extra fun. Like right. not only is it exciting to actually really have faith in a team as like a playoff contending team to be like, oh, this is like real and not just us manufacturing reality like we've done so well no, for the don't, last don't, few don't, years. Don't drag my name through this. Like, <laughs> come on, that's not that's not good teamwork. It really, it's really that's that's not that's not very nice of you. I gotta be honest. I, it was a compliment. I, I think it's incredibly impressive what you were able to do. I Thanks. mean, talk about like turning uh, what is it the uh, 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 coal into a diamond or whatever you want to say. Like that was a it was an impressive job by you. It's been a long but, two and a half years, James. It's been a long, long, a long <laughs> like like you said, decade, but really yeah, four years, like the whole thing. But imagine, like, imagine James waking up. And loving this team as much as you know I do, and having to just put a smile on. Like I think it's like the, it's like the that that meme that you see on Twitter where it's like the the face is smiling but behind it is angry. Now I really did mean all of it. Like it's not I was never disingenuous. I just genuinely believed that they were going to turn around. But like mm-hmm. I don't even feel like I'm lying at this point. I like like ninety <laughs> wins. Like I, like ninety wins, James. Ninety wins. And and if they don't make the playoffs, this podcast is done. How's that? If they don't make the playoffs, <laughs> like that. this well, podcast they, is over. Uh, well, I think you just forced them to go out and add more. I mean, the trade deadline is going to be crazy. Whatever I mean, it they takes. Can, they can't afford that. I mean, Dave Dabrowski would rather lose his job than, than lose the IOPS podcast. I mean, the support we've given him from day one. Um, but I do think the point you make about like the next run and 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 supplementing that run, and it's, it's super exciting because that was – and I didn't expect it to happen, like, obviously. And again, I think that's why it's so exciting because this feels so unexpected that they actually finally went over the tax. They finally just said, you know, screw it. We're going to really commit to this. And I, I, that's why I said to you, I was like, the only thing that I see as a possible path forward for the Phillies, because the most important thing is still the drafting and developing. Brian Barber, Preston Mattingly, Ani, the the super that is now in our front office. Yes. raised guy, as we affectionately like to call him. That is it. Seven term affection, raise guy. Um, but like drafting developing the most important thing, but we like we said, and you agreed, like the only way this works is if, all right, we're gonna draft and develop, but we're gonna focus on this. But at the same time, since we have Bryce Harper here, since we paid JT a bunch of money, since we have Zach Wheeler here and Nolan, all these guys, and Hoskins, like the only thing that makes sense is to suck it up and commit to this group too. Do it on both ends. Focus on the drafting and development. Be serious about that. Like, put everything in place you need to for the future for that. But also, like, commit to the guys you got here. And you know what? The only way you could do that? Spend some freaking money. Suck it up. Go over the tags. And they actually did it. They actually did it. Like, Jack, how long have you talked to having a smart baseball team? I honestly, truly from the bottom of my soul, we've talked to having a smart baseball team before. We've joked about it. We've had pods where in the moment we're like, oh, maybe it's a smart baseball team. This is the first time in the history of this podcast that I genuinely, in my soul, in the core of my being, believe that we have a smart baseball team right now. Like, that's freaking awesome, man. Like, this is exciting. I actually feel like things are moving in the right direction on multiple levels. And we get to watch fun baseball and also be excited about the future of the franchise. It's like, a, what, what a gift, Jack. It's unbelievable. Didn't know that was a thing. It's But that's what... I, knew, I didn't think it was possible. And that's what the great teams do. I mean, that's what the best teams in the in the, in the, in the sport do. And and sure, is the... the <laughs> The Brad Hand signing bother me? Yes. Does the Jerry's Familia signing bother me? Yes. Does the Odubel re-sign bother me? Yes. But like the overall, the overall direction of the franchise is moving in a very, very positive direction. Like 
not only do they have a smart pitching coach, I believe, uh, but I think like I think Kevin Long arguably could be the most important signing of the offseason. I know Schwarber, Castellanos, and they're they're wow. that is a bold statement. But they're, like they're awesome. They're awesome. They're a hitting coach. Yeah, but but he, <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I just, dude, the approach is... You're in full-on Fritz mode the, right now. I love this. The so approach much. is early this in is camp. Heaven. This is heaven. Oh, it's where I want to stay forever. Yeah, the, the approaches early in camp are looking fantastic. So, um, except for one guy, but we'll get to that, I'm sure. <laughs> um, no, but, like, they are doing the thing. Like, uh, Brian Kaplan, the guy who was part of, like, Cressy Performance Sport. Like, he's a, he's a guy that's been working with pitchers and developing them for years they brought him in to be like the basically the bridge between the the minor league development and the major league. He's a he's a major league assistant pitching coach slash like talking to the minor league guys about how they're developing. So like everyone's on the same page. Like Preston Mattingly's here. That's a massive massive uh, signing. Jason Ochart's still here. Like they're they they kept the smart guys. They brought in more smart guys, but they're they're molding it into a thing where it's like. I don't think guys are going to get to the major leagues and 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 stall. Now I know a couple of them have in the years past, but like it just takes a long time in baseball. It really does. But all the little seedlings here are are being fertilized and watered, like Nick Sirianni would say. And I just think, oh buddy, oh, I think they are they are like honestly that they are turning into what we've always dreamt of. I mean, Ani, like, you want to talk about most important people in my life, it goes Dave Dombrowski, Ani, and Brian Barber. Like, those are the, and Preston Mattingly. So there's four. Yep. Like, they're all very, 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 very important to me. So, um, th- then they can never leave. I already made that distinction. They can't, they can't leave ever. But, um, they're in a, they're in a really, really good spot. They are spending money. And the, and the most important part, James, is that the owner believes and he believes that he believes in his general manager. He believes in his president. He believes in his superstar right fielder. And the vibes are very, very good right now. So um, it's just a really exciting time. And I think for the Phillies fans that have been like so down for the last decade, I just think it's time to almost wipe the wipe the slate clean and say, hey, you know, I'm willing to almost get my heart broken again, but um, it's okay. Like, cause they're, they are, they are doing the right things. I promise you that. And, and it's just, it, I can't believe we're here. It's like everything that we had, I didn't think that Dave Dabrowski was going to be the guy to do it, but, um, everything that we had asked for, they're pretty much doing. And it's, it's, it's exciting. And I just think that once these guys get up here and we see more and more, um, throughout the years, we're just going to continue to be impressed by this team. And I can't wait. Yeah, again, I think Mattingly, Barber, Ani, like they're they brought some real smart baseball people in there, guys who know what to do. And to the Dabrowski point, like like the one thing, you know, that we were always in on the Dabrowski thing with was the idea that if nothing else, this guy knows what a winning baseball club should look like. Yes. He knows how things are supposed to work. And that's everything we've seen from him, including him having the ear owner of the the ear's owner. Eh, Whoa. The owner. Yeah, the ear of the owner. Wow. Jeez, buddy. Not even close. You're so excited Not you can't even, even talk. I know. I can't even talk. I'm losing. But it's true. Like these things don't happen to your point if John Middleton doesn't trust Dave Dombrowski and like truly trust him. Like you could say, objectively excellent offseason and not really trust the guy and not really let him go do what he has to do to build this team or, you know, fail to build this team. 
it's clear that with this move, with them finally going over the tax, with, with Dombrowski convincing him for a guy who obviously he knows pretty damn well in Cassianos, though I will say that Dombrowski, and we'll get to the press conferences, Dombrowski's like explanation of how the Cassianos thing came together was one of the stranger like answers <laughs> I've ever heard. Oh, uh, what? Like, well, I, I read in rumors that uh, I was reading the rumors that he oh, was yeah. out there. I think he was being know, sarcastic. I don't know. That was a weird one. It was a weird one. Well, I mean, I've, I've, I, I've, I've barely gotten over him saying I read about it in the newspaper from his. I know. So I know. we'll give him, a, we'll give him a pass. I think he was being yeah. sarcastic. Our, like our, our king gets a pass. Yes, he does. He does, but our king gets a pass. Yeah, I do think I he agree. was like, I think he was like, yeah, somehow he's still available. Um, so I, that's the way I read it, and that's the way that I that I hope. I but, like that you're giving him the benefit of the doubt there. That's hey, good. I will yeah. always give David. Well, not always, but for right now, I'm giving David Dabrowski <laughs> the benefit of the it, doubt. Yes. He's earned it. This is so exciting. Like this is, like just so far and away the most exciting time as a Phillies fan we've had in a decade. In a decade, like this is the most excited. Phillies fans should be since like, you know, 2011, you could say like the start of 2012, right? Like you, we didn't know they were going to suck in 2012. We were still excited about that team. They still have pieces like the start of 2012 going into that season. That's the last time I'm going into a season close to the level of excitement that I have in this Phillies team, the level of belief that I have in this Phillies team. It's going to be awesome. They're going to mash. This team is going to mash. And yeah, the defense is going to suck, but I, I actually feel pretty good about the pitching. Like, you know, outside of the concerns about Wheeler's shoulder, which, you know, it seems like we're heading in a positive direction with, like, I think the starting rotation is pretty good. When you look around major, like, it's, look, I get it. You know, you go right up to the, you know, the, you see Scherzer and, and, and DeGrom. It's like, well, you know, that that's, that's pretty good. But like outside of the Mets, like there aren't, it's not like all these rotations are, are locked down. Like the Phillies actually have a pretty good rotation. Assuming Ranger Suarez, you know, is, is what we saw last year, at least some version of it. I think the rotation's pretty good. And to your point, I think the bullpen has a chance to be pretty good. And the other key with the luxury tax that we haven't talked about enough is, is it's not just huge in the idea that they finally went over and got these two guys that they really needed to make this team better, but it also opens up the trade deadline for this team. How many more, like how many more Estrubal Cabrera's and, mm. you know, uh, Kyle Gibson and all those type of trades and Gibson was, you know, a, a fine one, I suppose, but like those type of trades, how many of those do we have to see year after year? Cause they woke over the freaking tags. Like now they can actually add it to deadline. Now, if this team shows up like they're supposed to, they can, they, they're like, screw, we're already over the cap. Anyway, you want us to take on 10 million? No freaking problem. Give us that awesome player so we can have him for the rest of the year or whatever. Like, it really has completely changed the complexion of, A, what this team can do on the field, but also what we think they can do to add to the team during the season. Like, it's thrilling. I can't believe you went over the tax, Jack, for a week after. I can't believe it. I can't believe it. It's the most surprising thing that's happened to me in 2022. It has to be. It has to be. And, yeah, it's just um... – I guess my thing with the rotation, though, James, is that I just had this I had this worry about I think there's a lot that could go wrong. Like the Wheeler shoulder thing worries me. Nola early. I mean, like he looks the problem with Nola. And honestly, if he gives up solo home runs all year long, I'll take it. Like, that's fine. I mean, that's what Garrett Cole does. And it's not the end of the world. So it's just like 
he still can't put guys away. Uh, I thought the fastball location looked a little bit better today. I haven't. I watched the first two innings and then had to do my real job instead of just salivating over uh, the Phillies. Mm-hmm. But um, I think that's your real job. I consider it your real job. I think so too. I totally agree with you. So I'll tell that next time when people say, "Hey, stop watching the Phillies." Yeah, well, let's be like, uh, "This is my job." Yeah, excuse All me. Right? No, but um, and then, like Nola, I just I just don't trust him. Like I want to trust him again. I want to buy back on Nola. I just can't get there. Um, and there's been not, like four home runs in four innings is just not the best start for the whole. I need to trust Aaron again. Um, now I don't think he's be. I think he's gonna be better than last year, but I, I I can't fully trust him. Ranger, I just I don't know what it is. I just I just think he's gonna go six or seven innings, less than three runs, pretty much every time he goes out there. I just I I think he's hard to to break in a way. So I think he's gonna be good. Um. And then Eflin, I don't know what's going on with the knees. Like, I, I hope he comes back and is good because I really like Zach Eflin when he's going well. I just, I can't fully lock that down as I'm going to get 25 to 30 starts from Zach Eflin because we just haven't seen that. Um, and then finally with Kyle Gibson, like, I mean, we're, we're talking about a single sinker ball pitcher with the worst infield defense we've seen, you know, maybe heading into a season in our lifetime. So, um, that's not a great mix. And then let's say those guys don't come out and are good from day one and stay healthy. Like I, I like Bailey Falter a lot, but after him, I don't know who the next guy is. Like I think Hans Cross. I don't. I'm not a Hans Cross guy. Um, I, James MacArthur apparently looked pretty good today. I know they're very high on him, so I'm excited to see what he looked like. Uh, but the depth isn't there. Like I don't know where they go to after those starters run out if something goes wrong. The one through five is very good. Like they should get the job done on most nights and, and they compare with everyone in baseball. Um, but when it comes down to depth and injuries, I just, it keeps me up at night, James. It really does. Yeah. And I get it. Cause look, and that, that's the most astounding part of the being over the tax thing is like, there are some high end players who get paid a lot of money and deserve it and stuff. But you look at like the sum of the roster and you're like, what? I don't, yeah. <laughs> like, Dude, how does it cost this much money? For I don't guys? get how they got the two hundred twenty-one million dollars. Like, I really don't. Unbelievable! <laughs> it's unbelievable. So, especially was like some like the mass. I mean, center field is is a is a massive hole on this team. Third base, and also holes are not paying money to. Like, it costs nothing for their center field combo. It costs nothing for their third baseman. Like, it is. It's pretty crazy. Like, it's actually hard to. To figure out like how they spent all this money, like Andy McPhail and Matt Clentech were just a, a all-time disaster. Like, like kids allowed to go out with their parents' credit card with no rules whatsoever and just no understanding of how things work. Dude, like had, it's just it's crazy. They had no money on the books. The only like the only money they had when they took over was o- the rest of Odubel's contract, which was like. It's unbelievable. Like, it's, it really is. Um, it's astounding. Dude, it's astounding. And we're $221 million later, and we're in a 11-year playoff drop. Like, it's just one of the biggest colossal screw-ups in the history of sports, I think. Uh, yeah. Um, and, it really is. And, and, and when, especially when you're taking all the high picks when you add to that, too. Yeah. Yeah. So, and <laughs> Dave had some stuff to clean up. It's just... It's so nice that it feels like they're back on track. So, uh, listen, we'll, we'll put the McPhail and Klintak, uh, I guess, era behind us. And speaking of of, of McFailure, uh, I tell you what, it sure is nice listening to Dave compared to him. I mean. Oh, my God. Yes. <laughs> One guy could talk. The other can't. I mean, like he, One guy actually seems like he cares. The other guy clearly does. Every time Dave Dombrowski talks about the Phillies, I feel like we're going to win 10 World Series. Like, I just. 
I just tr- I know the newspaper thing was a little like worrisome and and, <laughs> and whatever. It's just like he's so confident that like what he's doing is right. It's almost like guys, I got it. Don't worry. Like like you could rest easy. I know what I'm doing. Trust me. Um, and it's just like it's just so re- like I think that was our first takeaway from his press conference, the first one he ever did, James. Even totally. though even though we were not totally in on Dave Dombrowski, we heard. What? Him- we yeah we were we were on from day one, but the first time that we heard him talk, it was like, oh wow, that sounds <laughs> like oh, that's what it's supposed to sound like. Huh? I don't feel like impending doom is headed my way. That's oh, a yes. crazy crazy concept. So yeah, just listening to the, the 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 difference between that and like the whole you know the disingenuous Andy McPhail with the you know quickest turnaround in baseball history, and if we don't, we don't, and like. Uh, he was just there was there was no one that could possibly make me feel worse about the future of my baseball team than Andy McPhail. So uh, another thing that Dave Dombrowski is very good at talking to the media. And you know what else is so exciting? This is something that you've brought up so many times, like honestly, an inordinate amount of times in the history of this podcast in requesting and hoping the Phillies do what they actually finally did with the Castiano Shore back to back is that like they finally grabbed the city, man. Like, they finally had an opportunity, a window here. And, yes, the Sixers are fun and all that, but let's be honest, this is a baseball town way more than a basketball town. It just is. I'm sorry. Like, people just care more about the Phillies than they do about the Sixers. Facts. Sorry. It is what it is. I'm sorry, Sixers fans. I love the Sixers, too. It is what it is. And the Eagles are super boring and super not fun right now. Like oh, they resigned Derek Eagles Barnett. Fans, yeah, thank you. Thank you for making my point. Like, the Eagles are not fun right now. Like, it was a perfect time, a perfect opportunity for the Phillies heading into the summer right now in this kind of, you know, no man's land that's about to happen with the sportscape, you know, as we get deeper into the summer. Like, it's just like, finally, finally, the Phillies grabbed the bull by the horns and said, we're going to actually be the team this city's talking about. We're going to be the team that this city's excited about. Yeah, and, and for about... Guess it's been what ten, 10 days now. Well, I guess it's only been. It's been what five? Well, been like six, six days. Six, yeah, days. six days. Five. Five. Six days. Something like that. Anytime. Like I, I remember. Uh, I guess Saturday or Sunday. Jill and I. Uh, we were out shopping. I think maybe like some grocery store. Uh, no, we were at Home Depot, and there was like six Phil shirts. <laughs> I was like, it's just so funny how fast everyone just back in. Like they oh, dusted off. It. Like they dusted. I love it. Welcome back. Well, it's just Welcome so. It, it literally felt like they dusted off their Phil's gear and were like, we're back. Now they they probably brought it out for Bryce. Now the the 2019 season, there's a lot of uh, hype heading into it. It's just so funny. Like you look at that lineup and then you look at this lineup and it's like, wow, this is way better. <laughs> or, or you know, like we had there was like legitimate 90 win aspirations about the 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 first Bryce team. Um, the six and one star. Oh, that yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's just been it's been so like nice to just see Phil's gear back and and people wearing it again and like having pride about their baseball team and not every time I tweet about the Phillies it's like well they're gonna let you down anyway you dumb idiot like it's just you know it's 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 nice that there's hey we're allowed to be positive about our baseball team here it's not the end of the world everyone every day so um. Yeah, it's 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 just so funny how quick everyone's just like back because they, they they're gonna start slugging their way to like ten seven wins. 
come on back, baby. I love it. It's been it's been such a treat. All right, let's talk about a couple of things, like actual things that happened this week. Instead of Speaking just of, excitement and yelling yeah, about how awesome I mean, I everything could do is this for for hours, but I figure you know, <laughs> we'll get to a couple. Yeah, we should get some things. real analysis on the baseball. <laughs> a couple team. things. Um, the introductory pressers. Um, and it's so funny because you made this point to me at work, and it's so true. When you look at Castellanos and Schwarber, like. For completely opposite reasons, I think both these guys are going to, obviously the bats, we know. But like I think both these guys are going to be such massive parts of this clubhouse, of this vibe, of what this team can do. Uh, You know, we're both big believers, and that stuff matters. Like, I'm sorry it matters. Like, chemistry, teamwork, like how the guys bond, like how they work together. Like, it just matters. It matters. And it feels like both these guys in different ways, Schwerber with his fun, loving attitude, his, you know, uh, making a grind of a, of a baseball season fun and all that type of stuff. And then Castellanos with his super intensity and like his, you know, wanting to win at all costs. And like, you know, a- as he said, you know, uh, his survival, like this is going to the plate as his approach at the plate is survival. I didn't go to college. I hit baseballs, you know what I mean? Like, like it's, uh, I think it's really exciting, it, not just what, obviously we've talked about what they're going to bring offensively, but but what these two guys, and we'll get into the specifics from the press conferences, but just seeing their personalities and the kind of real contrast between the two, but knowing what these two are going to bring to the clubhouse from, from kind of both sides of the spectrum, I think is going to be massive. Yeah, and that's uh, honestly, I'm just for as excited as I am about their bats. Like, I just, I like uh, the fact that it's not April eighth yet is just a cruel joke. It really no, is. I know. It's just, I know, it really is. Especially because it's like I keep forgetting Jack because you know, stupid baseball. And like, look, they got it together in time. It could have been worse. We're getting one. Oh, you're not doing this. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm just saying. Like, I keep thinking like. April 1st, let's go. March 31st, game on. You know, like, and I keep getting excited for it. And then I keep remembering that we have to wait next week. Yes. So it's extra annoying. Hey, but guess what, buddy? It'll be worth it. It'll <laughs> it'll be well worth it. Um, but yeah, like my again, I'm excited about their bats. It's gonna be incredible and they're gonna rake and all that stuff. But they needed an attitude adjustment. They needed like I I just think that. I think Bryce is such a superstar that he almost has like this aura that I can't approach him. And like, he's kind of, you know, like kind of does his own thing. You know, I think Bryce does does his own thing. JT, I, I think this is honestly the perfect case scenario for JT because JT can now pressure off kind of thing. Well, that, but also he can, he can just be role model guy. Like he can just be, go about his business and like, like just go about it and not have to be a vocal leader. Cause I don't think that's JT either. Uh, Reese, same kind of thing. Like Reese, I feel like, Ever since Bryce and JT got here, he's like, well, am I the leader? Am I not? Am I? And, and Reese can just be Reese. Like, first off, Kyle Schwarber belongs in the K-Lot. Like, he needs to just he needs to just embrace that and park in the K-Lot, have some beers in the walk-in to the ballpark, and then go mash dingers. Like, it is hilarious. Every time I see him, I'm like, is he is he from Delaware County? Like, is he is he from here? And did he just turn into like this this Matt Stairs clone? Um, so I, I need that to happen. Maybe park in Jetro, whatever it takes. But um, like I just, he's gonna be the fun loving, you know, energy talking to everyone, good vibes guy. But the the thing about Cassianos, like the takeaway mm, from him, buddy. it was like if they, I just feel like if they slip and they like start going like aren't hustling or are going into a bit of a tailspin. He's just going to like snap 
and and hopefully. Well, I I said to you at work, I'm like, remember Carlos Santana and the TVs? That's Nick Castellanos. Like he's the new Carlos Santana with the TVs. If there, he's the one who I could see taking a bat to TVs in the in the locker room because he's so mad that people aren't focusing on baseball and, or whatever. And he does not ca- like he would not care. Like he will step up to anyone and say like, step it up. You got to figure it out. And I don't care that he's never won a postseason game in a thousand games. Like he's been stuck in a after. 2014 or whatever, a bad Detroit situation, and then a uh, you know, I mean, this Cub, it was the end of the Cubs run when he got there. He, dude, his numbers with the Cubs was ridiculous. I looked them up the other day. Like it's like um, he sees that lineup and then comes here. It's like wow, we could get a new version of Castellanos, and then the Reds. I mean, the Reds never really win anything. So, um, like that guy, <laughs> that guy's gonna win here. Uh, and then Schwarber's just. Like the fact that he has made the playoffs in five out of six years in baseball, I think is really impressive. Yeah, it really is. When he said that, I was like, whoa, oh my God, wait, what? Really? It was, yeah, it's really impressive. Yeah. So I, I just think that from a clubhouse perspective, it's the, it's the perfect kind of, and, and, and this is one of the values of Dave Dombrowski, I think, is he mentioned that. I mean, he, he, openly mentioned in both press conferences about how they needed to get winners in the clubhouse. They need to get guys that could add a spark to this clubhouse. And and I think he views Schwarber and Castellanos, sure, their bats are great, but what they bring from an attitude perspective and what they bring from a winning perspective and, and getting this team over the hump, like there's, there was a lot of worth comps with Castellanos, you know, for heading down to Washington and teaching them how to win. And I don't, obviously, Castellanos has never really done it, but just his attitude, I think, is going to push guys to be even better. So um, <laughs> I can't wait for the the offense, but I'm I'm almost just as excited to to, to follow them and see this clubhouse kind of turn into a a fun atmosphere. Yeah, I'm 100 with you. Are you? So I'm I'm assuming because you know. Won't miss you, Archie Bradley. Have fun wherever you signed. I think mm-hmm. you signed somewhere. And, Angels uh, the Angels, so- yeah. yeah, of course. Loser. Got it. Um, our new target's Kyle Schwarber, right? Yeah. I mean, sure. that's because, like, let's be honest, you be, you would be way too afraid to have Nick Castellanos on the pod. It would oh. just be me. It would be me asking him questions. Oh, and I'd be I would terrified. Throw to you and you'd stutter a little bit and say something, and then I'd have to jump in. You you would not be able to handle Nick Castellanos, I don't think. No, I would not. No, I would not. I would. <laughs> I wouldn't even. I wouldn't even attempt to say I played baseball. Like he'd be like, you played D two in your ERA. He would like know my ERA. I swear to God, he'd be like, you had an eight six four ERA in college. Let's calm down with the questions. <laughs> I swear. I, I just what is that it. a question? Do you have a question? Or, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd be like, hey Nick, uh, what's your favorite color? <laughs> like what? Uh, blue. Okay. Like, what's your? You'd be like, what's your favorite color? Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. You idiot. <laughs> I think you'd call me an idiot, which I I, I wouldn't handle very well. Um. But yeah, Schwarbs, Schwarbs will come on. Well, play. no, I've already decided. Like me and Kyle Schwarber are going to be friends. I don't know how. Really? Good yeah. to know. I like this. Yeah, I, I just, I have a feeling. I just have a feeling like me and Schwarby are going to be good friends. I can't I can t- see it. Well, uh, it's Schwarby, Schwarbzy, or Schwarbo. Schwarb. Schwarbs. Schwarbs. Yeah, Schwarbs is the one that he gets called a lot. I like Schwarbo. Um, that's just me. I've always called him Schwarbs. Like when Schwarbs I'm talking, is good. I've always been a Schwarbs guy. It's just good. Yeah. Just like I need, I need, I need Kyle at a high hopes night. Like I really do. I need Schwarbo yeah, at a high hopes too. night. Me and, too. um, I need him on the podcast. Uh, I feel like he'd, I feel like he'd have a good time, frankly. I really do. 
I think he'd be like, wow, those are two guys. Well, like, I mean, to be fair, who doesn't? No, I, mean, I know. We're a, del- we're a delight to come on and talk to. I would I mean, agree. I would agree. It's just like, I think my. I, mean, l- I heard Phil Gosson still telling people around baseball about what a great time. Yeah, he except on. he's a trader and down in Atlanta now. So, yeah, well, big old you know, Phil's, Phil's got to make a living. Uh, I know. I know. I just, I just feel like. I'm going to have I, I, my new life goal is having a beer with Kyle Schwarber. That's my my next goal in life is I need to have a beer with that guy. Like it's it, it's it's up there on the Matt Rushmore of Jack things now. Um, I, I it would be it would be delightful. We need to be friends. And uh, I just love this first batted ball is 114 miles an hour. I'm getting real always sunny chase out. I know. I, I don't want, I don't want it to sound like, I don't want it to sound like a ripoff, but that's how I feel. Like I just, that's exactly, dude, that is all I can see in my head is that is, that is it right there. Yeah. All right. So let's, let's help Jack out. Yeah. Let's have, let's have some beers Maybe with Schwarbo. Tweet at Schwarbs, you know, say, Hey buddy, go on the IOPS pod, have a beer with Jack Fritz. Do you want to be Jack's friend? Have you want to play it? We like it all. Hey, personal BP thrower. I, I, I threw BP most of my college career. <laughs> Be like Schwarbs, trust me, you will crush my baseballs. I lost my cutter in college, you know that. Uh, he would he would understand. <laughs> he, he definitely would understand. All right, so Schwarbs on the podcast is our new mission. Um, the, the press conferences themselves, obviously, Cassianos, I think pretty clear the takeaway was, wow, that guy's super intense. <laughs> this is dude, like the main dude, I felt the awkwardness like through the screen. I was like, oh dude, my you would, gosh. Like, when someone asked a question, he'd like stare at him and be like, is that a question? Yeah. Or like when he, when he looked at him, he's like, well, what do you think my approach is? And it's like, bro, I'm asking you, man. Like, what are you talking about? It was great. I know. Poor so Jim. Intense. But also, yeah, I know. Poor Jim. Like Jim, Jim asked like, like three questions. He's like, that's a lot. Can you just simple it yeah, down, please? Like, that's a lot of questions. You want me to like answer all that? But then the answer that he gave to that one basically about like, hey, I, you know, I've been in the league however long. I got zero playoff wins. What does that tell you? Like, you know what I mean? It was like. What it was funny, he was so intense and he didn't want to answer or he didn't like like necessarily answer some of the questions he was asked, but the answers he gave were like so perfect, so perfect. They're exactly what we want to hear. It was like Bryce again. It was like saying all the right things to us. Like, all I care about is winning. You know, I'm gonna go up and hit ba- mash baseballs, and that's all I got. No, like he was just perfect. He was perfect, but he was also super intense. He did look <laughs> like he was smiling up there, so I think yeah. I think he knew that he was super intense and whatnot. But he came off as like really maniacal about what he does. I know it was so refreshing, and <laughs> that was the, great. Well, I guess and I guess the other takeaway is like, oh my god, Dave Dombrowski loves loves Nick Castellanos. Oh yeah, buddy. I mean he was it was it was like the Harden bro hug, but except for a press conference that lasted twenty minutes, like mm-hmm. like the Harden uh, Maury, how much Maury obviously loves James Harden. It was well, like, that's like the uh, honestly, I think the Harden Maury thing is the most unique player GM relationship I've ever seen in my life. Uh yeah. I mean, yeah, I get, but it makes sense. I mean, well, what about? Yeah, no, I get it. What I about it. what about it's giving Fletcher unique. Cox fourteen million dollars for no reason? Well, you're right. Howie and Fletcher's a really good one, Jack. You're right. That's up there, buddy. Yeah. Okay. But yes, I. Uh, <laughs> too much other that's a lot. It's too much Eagles talk. You know, I mean, they don't have a quarterback. But um, so Who cares about the Eagles? All right, <laughs> this is a Phillies town. I know it's a faith. Hey, Red October is back. So um, and then the Schwarber press conference. It was just like. 
oh, that guy's awesome. Like he's I like, know. yeah, we it's it's a great place to hit in their cheese sticks. What else do I need to know? <laughs> I know. Like I usually I usually get annoyed with the cheese stick thing. It's like, oh, we get it. But with him, I was like, oh, you <laughs> you definitely were thinking about the cheese sticks when you signed here. There's yeah, no oh, doubt in my real. mind. Yeah, that was real. It felt real. He's like, oh, bro, I'm gonna eat some cheese steaks, man. Oh, and and I've already I've I've sniffed this one out from day one. Like. He's giving the Jason Kelsey speech at the parade. I mean, there's no doubt about it. There's no, like he, he like not at you, no pressure. Which Kyle. is which you is which is too much pressure on you right now. Which is the bigger comparison, James? And this is for you to decide, and for whoever's out there. Okay. But I think that Kyle Schwarber is the next Jason Kelsey, and I also think he's the David Ortiz of the 2020s. So which is the which is harder for him to live up to? <laughs> Yes. One's a Hall of Famer. Well, they might both be Hall of Famers. But, they, uh, yeah, they might both but be. Kelsey is way, a legend is, here. Yeah, and and such a unique like Kelsey is like the Renaissance man with the speech and the you know chugging with people at bars and the arm uh, wrestling. Schwarber, Schwarber, Schwarber. Whereas, and then the other is like the best guy to ever play his position. So you know, I don't know, not. Nothing, not, not tough to live up to either one. I mean, he should be able to do either, right? Maybe he's both. Maybe he's the David Ortiz and the Jason Kelsey, because why not, Jack? Wow. What a, no way. Hey, Kyle. <laughs> hey, Kyle. When we have that beer, I'm going to bring this up. No pressure, kiddo. Yeah, I can't wait to ask him that question. It'll be good. Yes. Beers with Kyle. Beers with Kyle. I like that. I'm in on that. I would watch that TV show. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. All right. Um, man, this is so exciting. Uh, and I mean, how many times and, you, you said know? that this podcast, by the way, I mean, you I'm to... so excited. I'm like, really, I'm really excited. Like I've said it to Emily like 50 times this week. I keep going to her like, I can't actually believe they did it. I can't believe they signed Castellanos after signing Forber. Like, and she's like, yeah, I get it. And she was like, do you remember you have a daughter named Zoe? <laughs> by the way, Zoe's first baseball game happening this year. Get oh. ready. Oh, buddy. How great is that going to be? Well, that needs to be a high hopes event. I mean, Zoe's first. Uh, I think so. Zoe's Webster is involved. Very excited about Zoe's first baseball game. It's going to be good. Zoe's first baseball game is a high hopes night. There would be no better uh, combo. Can you imagine what a night that would be? Zoe's first game with a bunch of high hopes people. That's a win for everybody, I think. Yeah, I think so, too. Yeah, I like it. Um, All right, some other stuff. Uh, Oduble got hurt. Yeah. Cool. Come on, Veerling. Let's let's go take the job, Matt. Seriously, though, have you ever wanted someone to just grab a job and run with it more in your life? Because my answer is no. Um, yeah, no, I need. <laughs> I need. Him to yeah, yeah, yeah. Like if Veerling just came out and like went, went and went wild, I'd just be it's like so three twenty in the first month, and it's just yeah. you know barreling up balls. Now, hopefully, I mean, it's to not- be fair. To be fair, to your point before, and I don't blame him. You got to make a living and all that. But Phil Gossam being a brave, like, sorry, pal, barrels is gone. The nickname is over. So there's a new barrels open, you know, and that I feel like, I don't know, Matt Verling could be barrels. Yeah. I mean, uh, I've got, there's that nickname. I'm also considering Babbitt King. I mean, <laughs> like, I don't want to, I don't want to bully the kid, but can we put the ball in the air hard once rather than just yeah, ground buddy. balls up the middle? You know, I mean, that's yeah. what, you know, I, I'm very, very excited for Matty V just, and I need I need a, a long drive into left field, you know, that's a couple rows deep. I, I that, the, the and four nothing Phillies. Oh, the <laughs> Maddie, but no, for right he's he can be barrels. I'm just saying, right now he's Maddie Babip. 
Okay, I think that's fair. Hey, that's you know, called Matt, that's called raising the, the bar. The, yeah, the challenge has been thrown down. The gauntlet has been thrown, as they say. Yeah. So no, like Matt, it. Matt, you're like very, it. very important. I need you. And for what it's worth, I mean, you can even get a real shot here, and like oh, yeah. I'm sure it'll be Hazy or someone else will get a shot too. Like it won't just be Veerling, but like the the Oduble oblique injury, like we always talk about it, but obliques are the worst, man. Like obliques linger. Like it sucks. Whenever a player has an oblique injury, I always add two weeks to whatever the high end of the thing is because it's always longer than they say it's gonna be. Always. Yeah, and I mean, listen, uh, Mickey went yard today. And oh, buddy. Mickey hit a double yesterday off of Jordan Romano, who's a real pitcher. Jordan Romano is a real pitcher. Jordan Romano is nasty. So he is nasty. I mean, he's no the, Corey Knebel, but he's nasty. Might be the return of hashtag why not me. Oh, buddy. Seriously. Come on, Mick. Friend of the High Ops pod. Like the friend. Our favorite. Yes. Yeah. Come why on, Mick? buddy. Why not Mick? Why not Mick? But yes, what? it is. It is. Uh, it's definitely one of those guys. And it would just be such a. It would be so, so awesome if one of them just was like, hey, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to take this job and run with it. I know it's a crazy concept, but um, they they do, and and I hope it's one of those guys. And I mean, Hazley's swing looks interesting to me. It's like he changed his entire uh, load position. Like, it, it actually looks <laughs> like he could drive it for once, which is crazy. Um, so, I don't know. Maybe there's something there. Mickey looks pretty good. Veerling, I mean, he's... He's hitting the ball. It just again, it's <laughs> it's in the ground. So it's just hard to fully believe in that for a 162. But um, yeah, so so obliques out, Matty V, it's showtime. Love it. All right. Uh I have other stuff from like what you've watched this week, but I'm assuming it's on the take bag, so I'll follow up if it isn't. But okay. I don't want to step on the take bag, so take bag. Okay. Yeah, it's <laughs> speaking of things to get excited about. I mean, just watching spring. So Little inside. I, I figured I had specific things I was going to ask you about in spring training, but I also follow you on Twitter, so I feel pretty confident you're going to get to these things in the yeah. tank bag. Inside the Fritz brain here is uh, so I usually am able to watch like the first ha- uh, half hour, you know, one to one to one to one thirty ish. Uh, when they're on NBC Sports Philly, I have it on during the show, uh, but it's hard to like fully pay attention. I have been watching basketball. Ending my night by watching Philly spring training, waking up at six in the morning and rewatching the Philly spring training games. Ah, uh, we are so back. <laughs> like, maybe the most back. I, 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 I'm sitting there like at like six thirty in the morning. I'm like, Seltzer would definitely make fun of me for this. But like, <laughs> he would so make fun of you. Except that's the thing is like we've we've reached this point where like instead of making fun of you. I applaud you. Like, this is healthy because they're actually fun. They are actually fun. They're actually good. Um, And, yeah, we'll get all to it here. So my first thing I've written down from the game so far is, like, I, I have I have been down on his bat in years past. But, like, I think JT is going to have an awesome, awesome year. Like, I, I think I, they, they change his stance a little bit. He looks like he's more upright and it's closed a little bit more. And you can just see it already. He's already able to get the outside pitches way better. Like, he can actually go out and reach it and do some damage with it. He had a home run yesterday. Um, I, I am all in on bounce back JT. So, I think he's going to have a really, really good year. He's be back down like fifth, sixth in the lineup. I, I would still put him behind Reese. I don't like that Joe's doing that early. It's not a, not a great trend. Um, but I think JT looks really, really good, um, at the plate and I, I'm excited to see. And honestly, that's part of the, one of the reasons why I wrote down that Kevin Long was the biggest offseason addition for the Phils. Like JT looks great. Reese looks, I mean, his last four at bats in spring training, it's like right field, 
like he hit a ball down the right field line. He hit a ball down the left field line, and then he smoked two balls in center field. One went out today, and one almost went out yesterday. It's like that's the Reese we need right there. Like that's the that is the absolute Reese we need. So um, if he does playing that, for money too. My man's playing for some money. He is. So I mean, JT and Reese both look awesome. Uh, there's a really that's so huge too. Like. Like I have, I'm so confident, obviously in Harper and in Castellanos and Schwarber hitting here. Like, but the lineup's not the best lineup in baseball without those guys picking. That's up. the point. Yes, that's the point. If Reason JT are like high level Reason JT, and then all the other pieces do what they do, like you're talking about one of the two or three best, you know, four or five, whatever you want to say, like a a elite top top of the league lineup, and that's what it has to be. So. Johnny Heller put this out earlier, um, and this is all while Reese was 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 hurt a little bit. But last forty games of last season, two seventy, three eighty, six eighty six, uh, twenty nine extra base hits, fourteen homers in those last forty games. Like Reese is a like I put out a, I put out something about Bone last night about how like I, I just have a weird feeling they're going to trade him, um, and it seems like that's the buzz down in spring training is that they're going to trade Bone. Um, and people were like, I would trade Reese first. It's like, have you like watched Reese? <laughs> you know? I mean, Reese is way better right now. Like, yeah. What are we talking about? Especially if like their defense is both bad, but like Reese at the plate is like in a different stratosphere than than Alec Baum right now. So um He's not even close. He's not even the same hemisphere as hitters. And Bohm's younger and all that stuff, but like it's not the same hemisphere. I, I mean, agree. It's not even- I agree. So, uh, Reese, the fact that he's already thinking right center field, I think is a massive sign. Um, keep working my way through this. Uh, Ryan Sheriff, I think, needs to be in this bullpen. Uh, I know that's not a name that's going to make some buzz for people, but he's like, he has this funky lefty kind of drop down Pedro Feliciano ish, um, where it's a, I think it's a nasty slider. It's hard for lefties, I think, to pick up. Um, and like the fact that, Again, like the fact that he is just like could be not in this bullpen, given I think he could actually get out to the major league level and then he could come up with anyone kind of struggles. Like they've I think they've built legitimately good depth of the bullpen. And and I was one of my main early takeaways was I thought Ryan Sheriff has a chance to be very good. Um for something outstanding name too yeah, for a pitcher. Sure. I mean the sheriff's in town. The like sheriff, whatever you want to yeah, say, sheriff's back, like this is the sheriff's town. Whatever you're gonna say, it's just perfect. Yes. Um so, Schwarber is going to be the leadoff hitter this year, I think. Um, as long as this doesn't, if this guy doesn't come up and just be unbelievable, but like Bryson Stott is is going to be is going to be this leadoff hitter. I I've already pegged him there for the next next decade. Wow, wow, dude, buddy. he is awesome, man. And I know people are concerned about prospects and and coming up and and them faltering. And I get it. Like the the track record is a track record. But the reason why I'm, I'm higher on Stott than than I guess the other prospects that have come up is just like the way he works at bats, his his eye within the zone. He's very very good at knowing when to attack and when to lay off, knowing what he can do damage with, what he cannot do damage with. Like he just has a very good feel for the strike zone. I would say I think him, uh, Schwarber. That's another early takeaway. Is like is like. He knows when he can do serious damage and the ball flies off his bat. He'll swing and miss. I mean, Schwarber will swing and miss, but he knows he he has a really good feel for the zone. Harper is obviously one of the best in the sport at it. Hoskins has always been very good at it. Um, But I think, and actually JT, I think early looks good from that standpoint. But Stott, I think, is right in that group. And I just think 
eventually he's going to take over as the leadoff guy, and I think he's going to be really, really good at it. So um, I've been like last year when Stott was up in spring training, is like, oh, he's definitely overwhelmed. But he's been facing real pitchers so far, and he's he's more than held his own. So um, you know, I, I I think eventually he's going to be the leadoff guy, but he looks he looks really, really good, and I can't wait for him to come up. Love that. Yes. Like, uh, love it. Like, yes. Please give it to me. Yes. Um, <laughs> I have not stopped thinking about the Sir Anthony inning. Like, it's one of oh, those. See, this is what I was waiting for. When I said I found you on Twitter. Yes. I really. Take bag. Yeah. I was waiting for this. I have not stopped thinking about it. It was disgusting. I mean, 97, he was spotting it. It was 14 pitches. And he doesn't even throw that little cutter thing anymore. Like, I wonder if that maybe contributed to his elbow problems. But he was dropping in a slider that he definitely didn't have pre-injury. He was back up to 97. <laughs> if they get that Sir Anthony with the Corey Knable that we saw. Dude. I mean, that's 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 firepower at the back of the ball. And then, so, so if you think about it, like, Knable, when healthy, is one of the most unhittable pitchers in the sport. Like he just is. His his stuff is disgusting. So you you should have the ninth inning lockdown, and then you have Sir Anthony eighth slash rotating around fireman. Then you can work in the Alvarados, the Familias, the Brad Hands, the Brogdon, Coonrod. Like that's I think that's why I'm so high on the bullpen is because what Sir Anthony did was stuff that like Dodgers pitchers do and Rays pitchers do and like nasty nasty pitchers. Corey Knable. Is, it should be nasty. Then you can fill out the rest of that with guys who have actual stuff. Like they're gonna walk a lot of people. That's gonna be a thing. But um, like they're filling out the rest of the bullpen with guys with that can actually throw hard and get outs and get swing and miss and all that. So Sir Anthony, man, that was unbelievable to see. Yeah, it honestly, he's like one of the biggest X factor swing guys on the team. Like where if he's you know, any semblance of what he was when he first came up, that type of guy and the guy he looked like, you know, a couple of days ago when he pitched. Um, I mean, it's it's a game changer. It's a game changer for this team. All of a sudden, like you said, I mean, assuming Canable could say healthy at the back end, they have that like elite middle reliever weapon, that elite like high leverage guy that you can throw in in any spot in any situation and get, you know, dominant stuff from. It's massive. Like, it, and, and also someone who I think a lot of Phillies fans, obviously not Iopes fans, you know, we are you know, too locked in, some might say. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think I think most Phillies fans forgot about this guy. You know, and I think that he's going to be a really pleasant surprise for a lot of people. I mean, it was – I don't blame him for forgetting about him. I mean – like no, It's tw- been a while. Was it 2018 when he came up? Yeah. Like, holy cow. I mean, he was nasty, but it's it's been a long time. And then he didn't get Tommy John, and then he had to get Tommy John. I mean, holy cow. But, yeah, I mean, 97 with, like, two-seam run to it with the slider off of it. It was just, it was, it was ridiculous. And like T-Mac and, and Rube almost had to stop interviewing Brad Hand because they're so blown away with what Sir Anthony was doing <laughs> on the field. It was unbelievable. It. it was awesome. So um, that's a massive uh, addition. So uh, got to get to Alec Baum. And I guess my thing is, is I think it's going to take a little while for the long, the Kevin Long kind of influence to reach Alec, like I think, I think he, he won't start hitting until late May, early June. Like if we're following the Kyle Schwarber, like Kevin Long rebuilding Kyle Schwarber and turning him into a guy that could get a four-year, seventy-nine million dollar contract. Um, so I just, 
I, I think he's going to start slow. I'm not too concerned about what's going on right now. It's very, very annoying that like his first seven at bats, all seven were ground balls to like third base and shortstop. Like it was not, it was it was not leaving me feeling great about Alec Bohm. Um, so I just I'm preaching patience with Alec when it comes to his his bat and the 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 frustrations early in camp. But like I think yo I think the Johan Camargo thing is real. Like I think he I think he legitimately is going to start a lot for this team. And I guess when you're looking at it, like the lineup's already so loaded. Like they won a World Series with Pedro Feliz playing third base. And uh like they don't you don't need masters at every single position. I think you could make the case that Camargo starting at third base makes this team better from day one, just from a defensive standpoint. And anything that comes with the bat is 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 gravy. And I didn't. I guess when they signed him, I was like, oh, that's cool, like defensive replacement. And he looked at his AAA numbers. He's batted like three forty. Like, like the, the Braves didn't have a spot for him because Austin Riley was good. I mean, Johan Camargo before the Josh Donaldson signing was a legitimate piece for that Braves team. So. I don't know. I just have a weird feeling that that Camargo plays a lot for this team. And I just, I don't think trading him and trying to get another starter in here is the worst idea in the world. Like, I think, I think you can make the case that if you can get a legitimate, I would say top three guy in the rotation as a part of a bone package, and then you have Camargo start for the year, or you want to bring up Stott and have him start at third base or Didi at third base, like the, it's almost the floor of this team has been raised. Yes, you're giving up on the bat in, in Alec Bohm, which I think is still going to be an impact bat. But I, I think the floor is raised, and you add a legitimate starter in case that the 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 depth is a concern. So it's a really interesting spot we're in with Alec, where I still believe in the bat, but I also would trade him for a starter and ride with Camargo, Stott, and Didi at third base. Yeah, look, it's an interesting spot. I mean, I, I, get, I certainly get the idea of just putting it out there is going to make plays defensively because you really don't need that extra offense. But, you know, it's it's also trading someone who was the third pick in the draft a few years ago and who batted 340 yep. or 338, whatever, his first year in the majors, even if it was a shortened year. So I, I would really need to get something back I'm excited about. But yes. I, I would understand it. But I, I'm not looking to trade Alec Bohm. Yeah, and I think that's I think that's definitely fair. It's it's more than fair. I I have dreamt about trying to get Montas from the from the A's. Like if I can get him with the uh, with uh, with uh, the you, know, you get Ooh, both you get of both them. Both get both of them. them. Yeah, but I mean both of them. Get throw Ramon Lorme or Loriano. Oh, yeah, then, then yeah. 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 Um. So yeah, it's interesting. It's interesting. Um. I wouldn't trade him for like any starter. I would still want an impact starter back. Like I don't want to. I don't want to sell low on him. Um, but I think you can make the case that Camargo at third base almost raises the floor of this team. And, uh, it's something I think they're legitimately going to consider. So, um, and Camargo for what it's worth looks pretty, pretty damn good at third base. And, and, and it's not like his bat looks like he can't hit. So, um, I think he's only 27, 28. So he's still a younger guy. And, uh, yeah. And I, I, you need defense given where this team is at. And I don't know. I just, uh, I've liked what I've seen so far from Johan Camargo, and I just I, I can't shake the feeling that a, a starter gets in here. They trade Bohm and and they kind of they kind of go all out. Like like if you add Montas to that rotation somehow. Oh, buddy, to, to, we're to, yeah. we're talking about I mean, a legitimate World Series contender. Obviously, the the yeah. Dodgers. Are I mean, the, I think yeah, yeah. The Dodgers are the Dodgers, but like it's baseball. And if you have well, a top, the Dodgers didn't win last year. Yeah, I mean, no, there's some scrub team won last year, and. Yeah. 
Like if you have a, if you go into a a playoff series with Wheeler, Montaz, Nola, Ranger. I mean that's that's gonna be tough to beat. It's gonna be tough to beat, James. That's all I'm saying. It's legit. No, it's a, it's a good argument. You make a good case, Jack Red. Um. All right. Yeah, that's all I got to take back so far. So. Okay. Good, because I have two other things. One that you didn't get to, and one that's totally separate. The one Phillies thing, and then I'll end with something that's not Phillies. Um, a lot of people on the radio station have mentioned the. And look, we both agree. We've talked about this many times. Managers in baseball don't mean that much. They matter somewhat and all that, but they don't matter as much as people make them out to matter. But we also can agree that Joe Girardi has not done an awesome job in his first two years here. He certainly has not been amazing and lifted this team above what it should be or whatever. And you could argue, you know, two collapses. It certainly has not been great at the end of the season and whatever you want to say. Um, I've heard a lot of people talk about how important the DH is going to be for Girardi because he can finally get back to managing the type of baseball he knows. Mm. How ridiculous is that or not ridiculous? What do you think of that, that uh, it's idea? Pr- like, I just, you know. It's pretty silly. I, 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 I'm <laughs> I'm pretty out on anyone that keeps bringing up the Yankee stuff. Like he had for a good majority of that time the best closer that's ever lived, and then it went straight into Andrew Miller, Rodas Chapman, uh, Dylan Batances. Like it just like he almost doesn't have to do anything. It's almost Girardi proof at this point. I mean the line is going to be set. He is one through six is going to be ridiculous, and seven, eight, nine. You hope are just good. So like, I'm just. Like Girardi is just so not a this I'm gonna this is gonna age poorly. Girardi is just not a concern for me at this point. He's just not. Like the only thing he has to do is run the bullpen. He doesn't even have to double switch. He doesn't even have, he he can make defensive replacements if he if he needs to. Like he he got his boy Ronald back, you know? Like I just he's just he is not gonna be the reason they miss the playoffs if they do miss the playoffs. He doesn't have to do that much. AL baseball is anyone could manage an AL baseball team. Totally agree. All right, last thing. Um, was hanging out with our good buddy BLG yesterday. Yes. Shout out to BLG. Big Phil's fan. Big Phil's fan. Love that guy. Or as Zoe calls him, Uncle Brandon. Wow. Um, she is obsessed with Uncle Brandon. Well, he's also, you. but I, I agree. I could see that because he's so tall. He's huge. Yeah. Well, it's funny. He went with me to pick Zoe up yesterday, and every all the kids in the class are just like staring at him, and like one kid goes, "You're big." So yes. Agree. Who's that I, freak? I, <laughs> um, but they brought up a good point. Um, Brandon Wait, brought the up the kids in the class or BLJ? No, Brandon brought up a good point. And we ended up telling Emily the story, explaining with Emily, and she didn't know the story. Um, but he he's been dying to know. Cause and he, I forgot. I I too have been uh, dying to know without realizing I've been dying to know. Here we go. Did you ever go back and start succession? After you watched season three, <laughs> or did you just say, yeah, I'm good with three? Said I'm good with three. I, I haven't, yeah. Oh, I know. Boom! Well, because they, I can't get Jill to watch boom! it. Jill and I watch TV shows together, and I can, and, we, and we we are both in the mode where it's like, end of the day, we just want to watch something happy and exciting and funny. So we're usually oh, looking for rom-coms. We're usually All looking right. for stand-up. Right. So it's what like a disappointment. Yeah, no, I know. I believe me. I have mentioned it about seven times. Like, can we start a succession? And she's like, eh. So I'm like, all right, well, whatever. We'll find something else. So I've tried, but I've given up. So I don't even know if I'll rewatch it. I don't even know if I'll watch it when it comes back out. <laughs> that sucks, man. Uh, I know. I know. I know. I'm very sorry. It's a, it's a massive disappointment. I know. I'll survive. Well, listen, I, I all I do is let people down. Way to end the podcast on a low note. Buddy. But what about my top five? If whatever. 
Oh, you got a top five? I got a top five. Oh! All right, let's do it. And it's a little redundant with the take back, but I don't care. No, you never care. Top five Fritz guys heading into 2022. Oh, buddy. Because it's early, but the takes are still flying, James. Number five is Corey Knavel. Because I watched about that the inning that took maybe a minute and a half, and I was like, oh, my God. We have an actual closer if he stays healthy. Please stay healthy, Corey. Because ninth innings are a wrap. I don't know how you consistently square that guy up for an inning. I just don't. I don't know how you square that guy up. I think he is disgusting. And there's a reason why you and I had him on our perfect off seasons without talking to each other. Love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. Number He's definitely on my list. Number four. And he might be a prospect. He might be up here. I don't know. But Johan Rojas. I, I just can't wait to see what he does this year. I, I don't think it's out of the realm of possibilities that he is starting in center field in September. Oh, buddy. I don't think I don't think that's insane. I think he's made massive strides at the plate and he is one of the best defensive center fielders and he's he's probably the well, I guess Pache, whatever. I I think Christian Pache stinks. But um if he's not the best uh, defensive center fielder in the minor leagues, he's one of the three. So that's just exciting for the next decade. Uh Love it. 3 is Reese. I mean, he looks awesome, and I love that he's already thinking right center field. Like he needs to consistently think that. And like the home run today, the ball to the wall yesterday, the ball down the right field line yesterday. Like it's just it's he's in a really really good spot. And I just I need one of those Reese years where he just puts it all together and kind of silences all the haters that are still out there questioning if he can is good enough for a contract extension or whatever. So. Um, I'm excited for him and I'm excited for him to kind of almost have no pressure on him and almost just kind of hang out and be the, you know, just Reese Hoskins that can just be in the middle of the lineup and, 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 and rake. So Reese is a, is a Fritz guy heading into 2022. Uh, number two is Sir Anthony. Obviously. I mean, I love it again, for everything you said before. Can't stop thinking about that inning. I really can't. It's, I wake up to it every day. And number one, didn't think I would be here, but he has made a believer in me early in spring training and that is JT Real Muto. JT. What are we doing here? Now, what are the, we doing? the pitch calling is still concerning whatever cuz who cares about that when you're hitting 275 with 25 home runs. That's my JT projection for for 2022. That, w- that would be pretty pretty massive, buddy. <laughs> that would be pretty if your catcher in this lineup is giving you that, you're yeah. feeling pretty good. Yeah. Dingers, baby. Dingers. Dingers. Ball go boom. All yes. right. You got any final thoughts? I don't. Uh, I'm excited to get home. It's the uh, the game's only five innings today because of the rain. So I can knock that one out very, very quickly. I'm excited to see what James MacArthur looks like because I think I think he could be a rotation starter piece because I don't think Hans Krause is. So I'm excited to see what he looks like. Uh, I can't believe it's not April 8th yet, but we'll get there soon. It will all be worth it. High hopes. Listeners. You deserve this. We deserve this. Can't wait for April 8th. Ah, couldn't have said it better myself. Plus, I got to put Zoe to bed. So, uh, this is a blast. We'll be back soon. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever or... I can conquer it. 
I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.